Um, there's a <laughs> there's a really obvious example, and I mean it's kind of a weird example to use right now, but I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. It's you're a little, gonna, You're going to go weird. <laughs> I'm going to go. Well, I'm going to go weird. I'm going to go to a place that we we might might not normally go to, but it's a little bit like when you get into bed with somebody new. When you... Hello, 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 and welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. So how are we doing today? We are doing great. We just had an amazing lunch, mm. got all fueled up and ready to take on the rest of the day. Oh, it was so yummy. Like, I went from one of our favorite delis and like, we have the standard order that we have every single time. And every time we go in there, I think we should probably order something different. And then I'm like, nah. nah. <laughs> We know what we like from there. It's um, uh, consistency is the key. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about that on a future podcast. So, um, so uh, what are we going to be talking about today? Today, we are going to be talking about possibility and responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, did you know that it's possible for us to meet most of our needs? <gasps> really? I didn't know that. You should probably take notes on it. Okay, there's there's this new podcast about it that maybe maybe I should listen to. Well, shit, I think you should. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I couldn't help. (laughs) So it is it is possible to meet most of our needs, and we are social creatures. So part of our needs is we have a need to be in relation with other people. Yeah, but. Our base needs, we can meet for ourselves. We don't need other people to meet our basic needs. Not most of them, anyway. Not most of them. Yeah, absolutely. But why aren't we? Why aren't (laughs) most of us meeting our own needs for ourselves? That's a $64,000 question. Um, Yeah, so I get asked this all the time, like, why aren't we already doing this? Um, and if you think about it, it makes sense because you go back to like when we're first born on this planet, we come in in this little as this little baby and we've got no ability to meet any of our own needs for ourselves. We can't wash ourselves, clothe ourselves, comfort ourselves. We can't even expel air from our own body without something coming along, coming along and whacking us on the back, which we were actually talking about earlier today, weirdly <laughs> enough. Talking um, about we were demonstrating. <laughs> <laughs> so... Obviously, we get used to, as we are growing up, as we as we first start kind of interacting with the world, we learn that for most of us, when we need something, someone else is going to come along and try and give it to us. Because what happens when we don't, when we... We don't have one of our needs met. When something doesn't feel good when we're a baby, what happens? We cry. And it acts as an alarm system. And that alarm system acts for the the the, um, the adults around to know, oh, crap, the little thing needs something. What am I going <laughs> to do right now? Does it need to be fed? Does it need to sleep? Does it need changing? Like all of the kind of standards, it need burping, like all of the, the standard things. And so what happens is that we, we learn very early on that if we need something, that someone else is, for most of us, going to come along and try and meet that need for us and take care of it for us. 
Now, what ends up happening is that as we grow up, our caregivers, our parents, teachers, um, the people around us who are raising us, most of them know that they need to make sure that we can physically take care of ourselves. So they make sure that we have the information and the understanding and that we learn how to do those things for ourselves. So things like being able to feed ourselves, being able to clothe ourselves, being go out, going, being able to go out and earn a living, all of those sorts of things that we need to be able to function as adults. But for most of us, they didn't actually teach us about our emotional needs mainly because most of them didn't know about their emotional needs because they didn't get this understanding. They didn't get the memo on the universal needs either. <laughs> like we didn't get it when we were growing up. They didn't get it when they were growing up. And so what happens is, is that they, um, is that we learn to adapt and we learn to do certain things to get our emotional needs met because they don't teach us how to do that for ourselves. And so what ends up happening is that we still relate to the world around us looking for that to meet those emotional needs. So most of us are physically walking around like adults but we are emotionally, most of us are still walking around like infants because we're still looking to our relationships, our jobs, our people around us to try to get those emotional needs met. We don't realize that it is actually possible for us to meet a lot of those needs for ourselves. So what ends up happening is that when those needs aren't consistently being met or we're not meeting them for ourselves, what we tend to do is a lot of us will try and get these needs met through our relationships. As Serena said, we're social creatures. We do need community and connection in order to survive and to thrive. But here's the thing. If our base level needs aren't being met, whenever we show up in connection with somebody else, in relationship with somebody else, whenever we spend time with somebody else, because our base level needs are literally a matter of survival, those will be the driving force behind every choice we make, every behavior we operate from when we are with that person even if we're not aware of it. So we might not be consciously aware of it going, oh my God, I'm hanging out with Serena. What can I do to get her to meet my needs today? Like that's not how it works. But what happens is, is that as we grow up, we learn to do certain things that mean that other people will respond to us in different ways that then feel good for us. That feel good feeling is normally an indicator one or more of your needs is being met. So we do more of those things that make other people do the things that feel good for us, which means that it's meeting our needs. So we get into this pattern where we end up, without realizing it, utilizing these relationships as a means to try to get our base level needs met. Now, there's two big problems with that. The first problem is, Trying to get other people to meet your needs is a really, really ineffective way of getting your needs met. Number of reasons. Firstly, if someone's trying to meet your, even someone is consciously trying to meet your needs, if somebody actually knows that you have needs that need to be met and that they are, want to try to meet those needs, even if you're in that situation, which most of us don't, that's not how most people are operating, is that what ends up happening is that they're gonna try and meet the need in the way that works for them because that's what makes sense to them. Um, there's a <laughs> there's a really obvious example, and I mean it's kind of a weird example to use right now, but I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go there. It's you're, a little, you're gonna go weird. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Well, I'm gonna go weird. I'm gonna go to a place that we we might might not normally go to. But it's a little bit like when you get into bed with somebody new, when you're being intimate with somebody new for the first time. What do you do? You tend to do the things to them that you like because you assume that if you like them, that they will like them too. 
not necessarily the case. Um, quite often, there are different things that different people like, and unless we actually take the time to get to know what those things are and actually find them out, we're not gonna be showing up in that situation in a way that feels as good for them as it could be. But that assumption that if it feels good for me, it's gonna feel good for you. If someone else is trying to meet your needs for you, that's how they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it the way that works for them. The thing is, they're also not gonna know when your needs need to be met. They're not gonna know how much of something you need to fulfill the need. They're not gonna need to be able to meet it. They're not necessarily gonna be inclined or um, have the desire to meet the need at the time and in the place and in the ways that you actually need to get them met. So it's actually a really ineffective strategy for your base level needs, trying to get them met through other people. But the second thing is, is that, as I said, unmet needs unconsciously become the driving force behind every behavior, every choice that we make. So what ends up happening is that's the most important thing. Our base level needs are about our survival and our thrival in the world. And so the thing is, is that if those aren't being met, that's going to be the one that's kind of, kind of driving the truck at that point in time, if you like. And if those needs aren't being well met already, what's going to end up happening is that our time with that other person is going to be all about meeting the base level needs what it means is we're not actually getting to connect and have that quality social time that we need with our people, with the, our loved ones, with our friends, our family, our intimate partners, our communities that we really know, need. So our social needs actually don't get well met in that situation either. So not only are our base need, level needs not being well met by doing it that way, actually our social needs aren't being well met by doing it that way. Well, if neither of those are being well met by doing it that way, maybe there's another approach that we could take. So, um, I'm, like we've we've both been through this journey of needs ourselves, and there are, like as we go through these things, I just wanted to share like a couple of stories about the the times and the moments where these ideas were like, oh, that's what that means, or oh, this is how it applies. Oh, yeah, that was when I really got that. Is there anything you want to share about like the the, the fact that it's possible to meet your own needs for yourself from your experience? Yeah, one uh, when, when retrospect looking back, one area or actually multiple areas is I used to meet my needs through other people, my work and my job and my friends definitely mm -hmm. were the source of meeting a lot of my needs. I knew yeah. I could get my needs met there. And especially I, your value need, I remember. That was like a big one for yes, you, Yes, right? my value need um, at work, that was how much I was getting paid, what position was next, where I was moving, who I was in click with, who mm -hmm. I wasn't. Yeah. And that, that either made me feel good or bad based on what other people were giving me to meet that need. Right. And the same thing within friendship. It was, you know, oh, I didn't get invited to this party. Well, I must not be valuable to mm -hmm. them. I'm not worthy of being there or any of the myriad of thoughts that can go through your head at that right. point. And it affected how I felt about myself. Mm -hmm. But as I went through the process, as I got to know what my needs were and how to meet them for myself, now I know I could I could have back then and do now meet my needs in those areas so that when I'm going to them, when I'm going to my friends, I'm going to my friends to be in connection with my mm -hmm. friends. When I'm going to work, I'm going to do my job and to facilitate what I can, but not to my detriment anymore. Right. Well, and, and also the thing that's been really beautiful for me to witness with you is like, you know your value now, mm -hmm. irrespective of any of those outside factors, you know you have value and you own that value irrespective of 
what your salary is or what the job position is or how your friends are behaving. Um, and it's been really beautiful to witness you kind of going through that journey. Um, for me personally, the biggest revelation for me, this was huge, um, was the, re the realization it's possible for me to empathize with myself, which kind of sounds like a bit of a weird idea when you first start kind of getting into understanding what the universal needs are and how to meet them and everything. Because empathy is something we always think about giving to other people. And em empathy is basically just emotionally validating somebody and saying, yes, your feelings are valid. Yes, you have every right to feel the way that you, uh, you are. I hear you, I feel you, um, and, and I acknowledge what you're feeling right now. And I had this like light bulb moment at one point like, as I began doing the needs work, I'm like, I could do that for myself. I could say all of all of those things that I need to hear from that I'm I quote unquote need to hear from someone else, all these things that I'm looking for somebody else to tell me. Well, actually, I could just tell myself. So like when I'm when I'm um, it's one of the things I do regularly, like when if I'm feeling angry about something, if I'm feeling frustrated about something, or if I'm feeling sad or there's grief coming up about something, just actually being able to say to myself, you know what, you have every right to feel the way you're feeling right now. Like it's understandable why these emotions are coming up. And I hear you. And uh, and I acknowledge what I'm feeling like that just being able to do that for myself. It was like, oh. Like there was such this pressure off because previously, in order to feel empathy, in order to feel empathized with, in order to have that emotional validation I was looking for, I felt I needed it from someone else. And that's really disempowering because it's like, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> that was. <coughs> okay, I don't know what that was. The moment has passed, we're good. Okay. <laughs> um. I Yeah, I really, the thing for me was I always felt previously that I needed somebody else to give me that empathy. I needed, and that was really disempowering because it meant that if I was in that state, I had to try and find somebody else who could empathize and who would empathize and who was had the capacity to empathize and who had the time and the space and all these things. And it meant that I was waiting on somebody else to be able to get that need met. And just that ability to be able to go, oh, oh my goodness, I don't need to wait for anybody else to feel emotionally validated. I can do that for me. That was like game changer. That was such a huge thing. And I use it all the time. Now, what if I told you it's not just possible to meet your needs, but it's also your responsibility? Mm-hmm. So... um that one's not news to me. I'd heard that before. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so I, when it comes to, I mean, if you've heard um, the um, episode one, Move Over Maslow, you'll have heard us talk about the Spider-Man quote. Uh, and that is that with great power comes great responsibility. That was I my line. I know, I didn't get you to do that. Sorry, I'll do it again. With great power comes great responsibility. There we go. Um, that felt better. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. <laughs> Does it meet your needs? I asked for it. You so did. Yes. Exactly. Nice. I like it. So with great power comes great responsibility, but they don't teach us that the opposite is also true. With great responsibility comes great power. And especially in the context of your universal needs, when if you give somebody else responsibility for meeting your needs, what you're doing is also you're saying it's your job to control and affect 
I make sure my internal state is in a good place. Like it's really screwed up. I really, think. I'm just laughing thinking about somebody trying to control what's going on inside of this. <laughs> Never like, like sometimes I can't. I, I know what's going on, and I'm like, well, what uh-huh. the hell do I do with this? So just to think outside of that box and be like, uh-huh. why? Why would I ever assume that that's somebody else's job? Somebody else's job. And the thing is, or that I'd want to trust them with that. Right. Well, and that's the thing. That's why it's so disempowering because you're basically saying you're the one with the job to do this. So actually you're the one with the power to control my emotional well-being. You're the one with the power to control how resourced I am or how fulfilled I am. Like, right. It feels real icky. Really icky. (laughs) And it's really scary, the thought of doing that. And yet that's what so many of us do. And so the flip side is also true. So when we take back that responsibility for meeting those needs for ourselves, we take back the power to create emotional well-being for ourselves, to create our inner resourcefulness, to feel more fulfilled. Like that's within our means if it's our responsibility because we can do it for ourselves. Mm. Now the thing about it is, as adults, it is also our responsibility to do this if we are able of meeting our needs for ourselves. And we've already established that for most of us, it is possible for us to meet a lot of our own base needs for ourselves. Now, there are differences. There are exceptions. Like um, if you are, you need to be physically able to meet your own needs. You need to be mentally able to meet your own needs. If you are an adult who has the capacity and ability to meet your own needs, it is your job. It is your responsibility. A little bit like the other things that we have as part of, of life. It's not, I wouldn't, expect someone else to come and feed me I mean sometimes it's nice I suppose but like it gets messy food everywhere I mean that can be fun but that's another podcast (laughs) (laughs) sorry I went there it's it's clearly that's up in the air today um but the other thing is like like clothing ourselves again like I wouldn't expect someone to come and dress me every morning. Hey, come wipe my butt. Right, exactly. <laughs> like we wouldn't expect other people to do this because we understand that's part of adulting. Like this is what it is to be an adult, is to take responsibility for ourselves, our needs and our presence in the world. Now the thing is, it doesn't mean to say we can't get support from other places. Look at what just happened a minute ago. I mean, a, kind of funny and jokey though it was, Serena asked for the thing that felt good for her. And I was like, yeah, of course, go ahead. You say the word responsibility. If that makes you feel good, I'm all for it. Like, but she asked for the thing that she needed. Like, she didn't expect me to just do it for her. She and 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 this is like that's a really silly example, but it is an example of where we can ask for support from others to get our needs met. Like, if I'm having, um, if I've if I've got an emotional thing going on, sometimes I will ask Serena, "Do you have the capacity to listen to me vent for a second about something that's going on?" Now, here's the thing: if that's me asking for support. She knows if she doesn't have the capacity, I have other ways of getting that need met. I am not dependent on her for that. So what it means is, is that she can say, she can feel free to say yes or no. She doesn't feel the sense of duty or obligation of, oh God, like if I don't do it, what's Clay, like Clay's, Clay's head's gonna explode because of whatever it is that's gone on right now. And that's the thing is that we can get support from other people but it is our responsibility to ensure that our needs are going to get met. And the way I describe it, it's a little bit like being the CEO of your own life. So if you have a big organization, the CEO is ultimately responsible for everything that goes on within the organization. The CEO can delegate things and can manage things in order that other people 
to get other people to help get them done. But ultimately, if something doesn't get done, it's going to be their responsibility because they are the ones that are responsible for everything that's going on inside the organization. The same is true with you with your needs. Like you can, I can ask whether somebody could do this. I could pay someone to do something that would meet my needs. That's not me. That's not me having to facilitate that for myself, but I'm doing the thing that makes sure that I'm going to get the need met. I'm, I'm setting myself in order to, up in order to do that. So we can get support from others, but the key is to just to really recognize that it is our responsibility to do this for ourselves. So I know that we've both got some stories around this and about the responsibility piece. Do you want to share one from your life? Yeah, one that I think many people can resonate is within relationship and within marriage. And I found that I was very dependent on my husband meeting my needs. I'd go to him with things that were not his responsibility. I'd then get irritated that he wasn't meeting my needs correctly mm-hmm. or with enough enthusiasm or however. Right. It it wasn't me doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. Like It's plain and simple. And yeah. when I started to do that and I started to meet my own needs and not can I ask you to pause just a second I'm going to ask you to share a little bit before you share about what happened when you did meet your needs what were the consequences in your relationship of you being dependent on him what were the what was the kind of fallout of that because we've I know I've been here I'm sure loads of people listening have been in this exact position and I'm curious like what was your experience in terms of like fractiousness or tension or arguments like any of the above, all the above. I mean, all of the above. <laughs> I, that that would have been. I mean, really, all of all of the above. Mm-hmm. Because when I was depending on him to meet my needs for me, and it wasn't done right, it would. It would create tension, and then there was a dependency, and then it was anytime something felt a little bit off, like he wasn't meeting it the same way he did before, and that felt good, but that didn't feel as good. Oh, maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't care as much anymore. Right. Oh, am I like? your head will get in there and it starts spinning and creating these stories and also just the the labor emotionally energetically sometimes physically to meet somebody else's needs mm-hmm. on top of like, him meeting your own right, taking responsibility for yourself as an adult right, right. and yeah. regardless of whether or not the other person is pawning off their needs on somebody else there's still a lot of responsibility it does mm. create a tension and it does make everything feel a little bit harder and right. it's like because every every conversation every movement every action there was a little there there was more thinking to it i had right. to think okay well this is this and oh that and what do i need to do to him or for him or with him to get him to do the thing I need him to do to meet my needs. So like it becomes really exhausting. And then I would take on meeting his needs because I was he was meeting my needs. So then I had to meet his needs Mm -hmm. too. So neither of us are focusing on our own needs. We're focusing on, you know, making each other happy, pleasing each other, making sure the other person's needs are getting met without meeting our own. And I'm probably not doing that great a job of that. Oh, no, (laughs) no, because I'm anybody who knows me and my husband, we're very different people, (laughs) very different people. We have an amazing balance, but we process things differently. We're, we're different personality types. You enjoy different things. So what I need is often very different Mm -hmm to what he needs and not in the needs because our 12 needs are universal. But the way I meet my needs is so much different than he would meet his needs. So asking him to do it, yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to get something that may hit a little bit or it could actually be detrimental. And there were some areas where like 
try as he may, he just couldn't do it. And then I'd get like I'd get upset because well my needs weren't being met. Well that wasn't his fucking responsibility, was it? Right. Yeah. But now I'm able to feel not better, even better about my relationship, which I do, but I feel more secure. Right. I feel more secure within myself because mm-hmm. I meet my own needs in my relationship. I feel secure about my relationship because yeah. I'm not going to him to meet my needs. I'm going to him because I want connection with him. Mm-hmm. I feel more fulfilled within mm-hmm. myself as I'm entering the the areas of my relationship and I feel more fulfilled within the relationship right. because it's it's organic it's me meeting my needs me not me trying to be there because he's meeting my needs and well you get to just enjoy each other's company you get to share and experience life together which is what relationship really is about um, rather than using it as a tool to try to go, oh, what need do I need met today? Oh, I need this from you today. How can I be around you in such a way that you'll do this so that my need will get met kind of thing? And again, all subconscious, but that's the that's the game a lot of people end up playing, which is like, what can I do for you so you'll do the thing I need you to do for me? And then what do you need to do, what are you doing for me so that I can do the thing that I need to do for you? It's really complicated. <laughs> it really, it, I mean, you could you could spin your head for right. hours yeah. trying to navigate around that yeah. stuff. And to kind of tie back into what you just said, my husband now knows that I'm with him out of choice. Right. It's not because I need him to meet my basic needs. Mm-hmm. It's because I want to be there. I want to be with him. Right. And there's something that's really... I mean, it really ties in in relationship, not not having any obligation, mm-hmm. not having any of the things and right. just letting it be. It's- right. And it's really beautiful to be in that space where someone knows you're with them because you want them and because you desire them and because you're choosing them, mm-hmm. not because you're dependent on them and not because you need them. And it, it liberates the whole relationship in yes. a really beautiful way. And, and it's interesting because my example is kind of similar, but when it comes, it's more about kind of friends and family. And when my needs weren't being met, it was putting a lot of pressure on my relationships with my friends and family because there was this pressure of expectation or strong desire. I mean, it was expectation, let's be honest, um, that, that they needed to meet my needs. And so that put a burden on them. It put a burden on the relationship. Um, and, and so everything kind of got a little bit more sticky and more clunky and like it didn't, it felt, it felt tense and it felt pressured rather than this place where now I can show up with these people and just enjoy my time with them. And I don't need anything from them. Um, but I get to enjoy what we share. The interesting thing also was that I realized as we went, went through this, that kind of connection between responsibility and empowerment um, and recognizing that n- not only was I take, was I giving the responsibility of my needs to other people, I was taking responsibility for meeting their needs. So with the people who I was closest to and the people who I cared about my, most, I was taking responsibility for making sure that their base level needs were met, the ones that are their responsibility as adults. Um, And in doing so, I was actually inadvertently attempting to disempower them. Obviously, empowerment is something that obviously you don't don't get somebody's power just because you try to take it. Um, 
again, dependent on circumstances, there's systemic power dynamics, and we'll get on to, into that in another in another podcast. But generally speaking, in terms of personal power, someone's personal power is theirs to give away or theirs to take back. It's not something you can give to somebody. It's not someone you can take from somebody. But that me taking responsibility for meeting their needs was inadvertently, it's like, imagine it was like Serena, I'd be like, it's almost like, oh, like, let me let me take responsibility. And oh, let me, let me there's, there's a little bit of power that comes with that because I then have the power to affect how Serena would feel. And that it's it's a very weird dynamic and i didn't realize that that there was a that was that was unintentionally happening obviously i love my people and i want them to be empowered i don't want to disempower anybody or do anything that could affect their connection to their personal power but by taking responsibility for meeting the needs that were actually their responsibility to me it's a little bit like if serena showed up and i kept trying to feed her every time she came she'd be like that's just weird why are you doing that's my job no don't feed me only if you make a choo-choo sound right. <laughs> but like if you put it in the context of like physical needs it sounds ridiculous but when it comes to emotional needs we kind of have created this codependency in our society through all of our relationships and we're all dependent on everybody else and everyone's dependent on everybody else so everyone has this kind of feeling of tension around getting these base level needs met However, when we then take the responsibility for meeting them, we recognize it's possible for us to meet them for ourselves and it's our responsibility and we take that responsibility back, it actually creates a lot of liberation and it actually creates a lot of empowerment for ourselves and everyone around us. Because when we start doing this, we actually role model for other people that it's something that they can do too. And without even going through the needs program, we have both had people in our lives who were, we, they've seen us taking responsibility for our needs and you can see them going, oh, okay. Or like, I, then it's possible to make money. You go, oh, okay, oh, I could, I could do that. Like, yeah, I could do something that would take care of myself. Even just at that simple superficial level, it starts this kind of ripple effect, which is really, really beautiful to, to witness. So I think that's everything for today. Is there anything that you want to add before we finish up? No, I think that's it. I think that the one thing I want to share is I am so looking forward to what we are going to share with you next time. So please stick with us because the next episode, we are going to be diving into some really, really important and really powerful content that for me personally has been a complete game changer and really shifted my understanding of needs in a completely different direction. I know the same has been true for you, right? Yes, very much so. So stay tuned. Come back and see us again next time. But for, for now, I'll just say thank you for being here thank you for listening thank you for watching we'll be back to talk to you again really soon and in the meantime stay safe lots of love and remember to keep meeting your own needs that's it for today if you like what you heard please subscribe rate and give us a written review as it will help more people find us and remember while spider-man taught us that with great power comes great responsibility the opposite is also true when we take back responsibility for meeting our own needs we take back the power to affect our emotional well-being our level of resource and our level of fulfillment well shit, it really is that simple <laughs> <laughs>